much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Burgess Owens is a congressman from the state of Utah, conservative state. Uh, He's also very upset about abortion and had some decent things to say when he read a statement that he's clearly reading it. Burgess Owens is a man who has absolutely no idea whatsoever what he's battling. Utterly blind. He'll trade one demonic psychosis for another and call it victory. I'd love to chat with him. I'll pray for him. What does it mean when we say our battle is not against flesh and blood? but spirits and principalities. What does that mean? Let me show you some examples of what it means as we dig into the ritualistic perversions of Margaret Sanger, not just abortion, but her ritualistic belief in ritualistic sexual behaviors. And we'll tie this together. Burgess Owens, simply an example of someone who is unknowingly losing the war while he thinks he's winning it. Talk about this with the help of our website, where you can get tickets to our upcoming events. We're going back on the road. We're starting in Seattle with an event about the godless attorney general and his agenda as governor, if he were to win, God forbid. It's called Godless, the Bob Ferguson agenda and last chance for Washington State Republican leaders. I've had invited Ferguson to speak. I've invited the Senate minority leader, Republican John Braun, to come and debate me. We'll see if either of them take us up on that. The ToddHermanShow.com slash events. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. What does it mean when we say that our battle is not against flesh and blood? And can I make this case for people who are not, quote, religious, or people who don't yet believe in God? I think I can. It'll take some concentration on my behalf, and we'll try to make that happen. I sent a note uh, to a friend of mine, colleague, um, works in radio. She works in Utah. 
it's funny we've never met but we've had lots of long conversations uh over email and she's been super supportive of me in radio and helped me with research and 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 guests she's a neat lady i just i've never met her oh, officially i've talked to her on the phone she was very surprised to learn that burgess owens from the state of utah you recognize him he said athletic uh, legend that he decided to seek some compromise on an issue. We'll talk about the issue on which he sought compromise. He joined 21 other House, well, kind of Republicans in this compromise. They're compromising with the demonic. That's an interesting approach. Because on one level, Burgess Owens recognizes, I think, the demonic nature of Planned Parenthood, the Planned Parenthood hell centers. But he doesn't somehow see the through line to this other activity Planned Parenthood's engaged in and and many others. But he made a very impassioned statement. Well, I'd like to say that. I can't tell if he's impassioned or just reading because he's just reading. Some people are not good public speakers. And so they read what their staff gives them. I've no doubt he means this. And like a lot of black people will not do, Burgess Owens points out the obvious that Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, was a rabid racist and eugenicist. He doesn't get to the biblical aspect of this, and that's to our loss. We do far better as a country if we spoke God's word in events like this, I think. A, because God tells us his word never returns void. Therefore, we know that to be true. Also because, this is speculation on my behalf, we know that God sometimes turns nations over to, the, to their own desires. And I could definitely see God going, okay, so you don't need me in this thing about abortion. Okay. So we'll play what Burgess Owens said. But then I want to turn to a clip of a documentary. And you've probably never seen this documentary. I don't know that it got a lot of promotion. It's a do- documentary called Mafia 21, Black Genocide. And it will lead us into our discussion about the actual demonic nature of Planned Parenthood and why abortion is just one symptom of it, just one approach. Somehow people choose to separate this other approach, including these 21 Republicans. And this happened some time ago, but I'm inspired by this to talk about this today because a lot of people have asked me what does that mean when we say that our our battles are not against flesh and blood but demons and principalities I want to intend to show you that Burgess Owens only wants to fight part of what these demons are doing because he's unaware of the rest 80% of Americans are short on magnesium, which leads to feelings of anxiety and terrible sleep. 
If you're not getting the sleep you need, get to bioptimizers.com slash Todd, use promo code Todd, get 10% off all their products, particularly magnesium breakthrough. This is the product I take a couple hours before bed. It's not a sleeping pill. It's nothing like that. It, it fights anxiety because it regulates the hormone cortisol. Magnesium does that. Magnesium breakthrough has all seven forms of magnesium. So I feel relaxed. You guys have never seen me relax. I can't be relaxed and do the show. When I relax, I feel warm and ready for sleep. And one of the greatest pleasures in the world is reading a book in bed. If you have your talk with your wife and you're praying, you're reading a book and the next thing you know, you wake up in the morning. I never get that unless I'm on Magnesium Breakthrough. Go to bioptimizers.com slash Todd. Use promo code Todd to get 10% off all their products, including Magnesium Breakthrough, so that your dreams can power your recovery of your body, and then you can power life. Bioptimizers.com slash Todd, promo code Todd for 10% off. So Burgess Owens reading a statement that I'm going to assume means a lot to Burgess Owens, even though he doesn't do a great job at reading. Again, some people are not good spokespersons. Some people are not good at speaking. He's talking on the topic of abortion, as you'll see. Last week at a Senate banking committee hearing, uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen testified that restricting abortions would have, have a very damaging effect on the economy. As she took the position of representing teenagers, low-income women, and minorities, Secretary Yellen argued that the ending the life of an unborn child is a good thing for the labor force participation rate. Since I'm very aware of the founder of Parent Parenthood, Planned Parenthood, Margaret Singer, I find the parroting of her manifesto by Secretary Yellen that the evaluation of life of an unborn poor black and minority children is very concerning. I've also been aware of Singer's 1946 book, the Negro Project, in which she shared her vision of poor blacks and other minorities. And I quote, the, great for, the, the gradual suppression, elimination, and eventual extinction of an effective stock, those human weeds which threaten the blooming of the finest flowers of American civilization, unquote. She was a favorite, by the way, of the white supremacist KKK speaking uh, circuit, where she set up her first abortion shops, testifies to her mission. It was in Black Harlem in 1921. These are the words of a rabid racist founder of Planned Parenthood. There's a multi-billion dollar global abortion cartel and has been responsible for the deaths, and that's gonna be our legacy, the deaths of tens of millions of black babies and, and, and other, other children. Thank goodness uh, Senator Tim Scott, upon hearing this statement by Secretary Yellen, called it out for what it was. Bias, callous, and calculated. I agree with my friend Senator Scott, who learned from his single mother that there's dignity in all work and dignity in all life. An op-ed published in yesterday's Washington Post, Senator Scott wrote, and I quote, we live in a world where words are too often disconnected from the lived experience of many Americans. I think it means lived experience. So it's a very serious issue to him because it has killed a lot of black babies. Fair enough. I don't identify race as valuable. Culture, yes. Language, yes. Background, yes. Ideas, yes. Philosophies, yes. Governing systems, yes. Art, yes. Language, Lord, yes. But race equals skin color. It doesn't equal any of those things. 
because the conversations never involve the, the complexity below the skin color. So race is stupid. Culture is significant. Language can be beautiful and we always learn from it. Customs inform us. Family customs build us or break us down. So at a surface level, at least he's fighting against abortion or at least speaking against it. But what about this compromise? Here's where we start talking about the demonic. Moloch. From the biblical times, we we read about Moloch. A demon who liked child sacrifice. He wasn't the only one. Sometimes this involved burning your babies. Having your children walk through fire. So that you were protected. Because you'd given to Moloch. Child sacrifice on a massive level. Not this massive. Because there's only so many children you can have walk through fire. That happened. That's not in question. It happened and is categorized and detailed to some degree in the Bible, but detailed in history. Because there were a lot of cultures that practiced that. And it's evil. Now, there's this belief that, oh, that was biblical times. That's when we talked about demons. That's when there were demons. That's when there were these so-called gods rather than God Almighty. So child sacrifice Violent, disgusting, and and has ended, right? Has it? Abortion activism always requires euphemism and misdirection. Why? Because of the violent nature of abortion. Because it is, frankly, inconvenient. Human persons, from their earliest days, poisoned in the womb and dismembered, torn limb from limb. Bodies thrown in medical waste bins and in places like Washington, D.C., burned to power the lights of the city's homes and streets. Let that image sink in with you for a moment. The next time you turn on the light, think of the incinerators. Think of what we're doing to ourselves so callously and so numbly. Now, in that case, she's talking about burning the bodies of babies. Sometimes, by the way, I don't know if you know this, sometimes to heat hospitals to save money. Did you know that? It's true in Oregon and it's true in England. They don't talk about this, but they burn bodies and use it to heat the hospitals. Child sacrifice and celebration via flame. Well, it's just doing away with medical waste, is it? Because first is doing away with the child. Well, we've advanced, have we? We're far too sophisticated to believe in demons. Are they too sophisticated to believe in you? Until someone can come to me and explain how absolutely nothing created absolutely everything, including the the. the unbelievably advanced computer code that is the human genome, the information kit on how humans build humans and how absolutely nothing 
instantly became absolutely everything with no spark, no beginning. Nothing set it off because there was nothing to set it off because there was nothing. Until someone explains that to me, I'll go ahead and rely on, and God said, let there be light. Or my favorite translation of that is, light be. So Moloch was then child sacrifice. In my judgment, Moloch is now. But there was also this hatred of the human body. The Goss and some of the other tribes practiced this hatred of the human body. And we'll get into that because Burgess Owens and all these other Republican lights don't get that. Fred Upton, Elise Stefanik, John Curtis, Mark Amati, Brian Fitzpatrick, Adam Kinzinger, who's gone, thank God, from Congress. Mike Simpson. Mike Simpson from Idaho. Another conservative state, right? We'll talk about this compromise that never got enough notice. They're compromising with the same demons, in my mind, the same demonic forces that want to have children killed that have gotten it done. Burgess Owens is compromising with the same demon. He doesn't seem to know he's criticizing when he goes after Margaret Sanger because she's a racist and kills black babies. The soundbite I just played was rhetoric. Let's get to a medical description of what it is to abort a 14-week baby. In other words, to kill a 14-week baby. And this given in congressional testimony by a doctor. And then I want you to hear part of a documentary called MAFA 21, Black Genocide. And then we'll start to connect the dots as we get into Margaret Sanger's ritual belief in ritualistic sex, sex as worship, and the occult, and being aligned with evil spirits. Margaret Sanger, she chose that path. And the organization that no longer bears her name because they took her name off the Margaret Sanger Center. They did that after Hillary Clinton won the Margaret Sanger Award. Yeah, Hillary was probably the last politician who will ever win an award named after Margaret Sanger. But I don't think Moloch cares if people know his name, and I don't think the devil cares if people know he exists. So we'll hear this medical description and then part of this documentary, and then we'll start to dig into how Margaret Sanger became as angry and as um, sexually damaged as she apparently became. You know, I, uh, I've been blessed. God has blessed us with two national radio shows. I, I, <laughs> you, when we left uh, talk radio, uh, like, oh gosh, two years ago, coming up on two years ago, I was, yeah, you're going to forget, coming up two years ago. Uh, so many people told me, you're throwing it all away. You're throwing away this five-year contract and, and you know, this market dominance. And you're never going to be a national host if you do this. And God's blessed us with two shows, a total of about 220 stations, most of them uh, on American Family Radio. 
and then our weekend show, which is in some very, very big markets. And I bring this up, A, praise God, thank you, and thank you to you. B, when you do the right thing, God has your back. Uh, Our friends at American Financing, I've been with them for, for quite a while, about a year. They had to take some time off of advertising because they needed to save the company. Because of the lockdowns and the medically useless, deadly, politically targeted lockdowns because of separate countries like Washington State seizing people's homes, they didn't take them. They just said, you don't get to charge rent, which is the same thing as taking them. I knew a couple that were with, they'd retired based upon cash flow from homes. That was what was paying so they didn't have to dig into their retirement funds. And in their case, all their renters said, yeah, we're not going to pay you. They ended up asking permission from one of these renters to live in their own garage because they rented the house they lived in to someone who would pay rent so they didn't have to dig into their retirements. Well, American Financing made it through that time and they're back. And you know what they're doing is they have a really, really serious and important message that people need to understand. Credit card debt in this country has never been higher, a lot of it because of the lockdowns. If you are in this situation or your kids are, and you're carrying around 20 grand, 15, 20 grand on on credit cards, and you're just paying the minimum, you know that's going to take forever to pay off. What if you could pay it off now with a cash out refinance? My friends at American Financing are saving people up to $1,000 a month. There's 12 grand in your pocket to pay off these credit cards, not to mention the lump sum you can get in a refinance, cash out refinance, okay? Or just a refinance. I hear people saying, yeah, but Todd, Todd, I got a three, three and a half, three point five percent or three point two five percent interest rate. I'm not going to get that these days. Yes, you're right, probably. But if your credit card balance is on a twenty percent interest, and you pay, let's say six percent, you are still a huge winner by paying off those credit cards. Oh, and there's this. People's credit has taken a beating in this time. These guys at American Financing, they will fix your credits to the degree that it can be fixed for free. And by the way, there is no obligation. You don't even have to do business with them. And they'll do that. Get out from under this. Get out from under it before the stock market crashes. Call American Financing at 866-887-2275. Call them today. 866-887-2275 or click over to AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. This is the medical explanation for what Burgess Owens is reasonably upset by, reasonably demanding to see stops, reasonably criticizing the racist and the occultist, Margaret Sanger. Dr. Levitino, we'll begin with you. Welcome. Thank you, Chairman and members of the committee. Um, I only have five minutes, so I'm going to get right to it. Second trimester d abortions performed between roughly 14 and 24 weeks of gestation. Your patient today is 17 years old. She's 22 weeks pregnant. Her baby is the length of your hand plus a couple of inches. And she's been feeling her baby kick for the last several weeks. But she's asleep on an operating room table. 
You walk into that operating room scrubbed and gowned, and after removing laminaria, you introduce a suction catheter into the uterus. This is a 14 French suction catheter. If she were 12 weeks pregnant or less, basically the width of your hand or smaller, you could basically do the entire procedure with this. But babies this big don't fit through catheters this size. After suctioning the amniotic fluid out from around the baby, you introduce an instrument called a sofa clamp. It's about 13 inches long. It's made of stainless steel. The business end of this clamp is about two and a half inches long and a half inch wide. There are rows of sharp teeth. This is a grasping instrument. When it gets a hold of something, it does not let go. A DNA procedure is a blind abortion. So picture yourself introducing this and grabbing anything you can blindly and pull, and I do mean hard, and out pops a leg about that big, which you put down on the table next to you. Reach in again, pull again, and pull out an arm about the same length, which you put down on the table next to you. And use this instrument again and again to tear out the spine, the intestines, the heart and lungs. Head in the baby that size is about the size of a large plum. Can't see it, but you pretty good idea you've got it if you've got your instrument around something and your fingers are spread about as far as they go. You know you did it right if you crush down on the instrument and white material runs out of the cervix. That was the baby's brains. Then you could pull out skull pieces. And you have a day like I had a lot of times, sometimes a little face comes back and stares back at you. Congratulations, you just successfully performed a second trimester DNA abortion. You just affirmed her right to choose. It's, it's brilliant. It's brutal. Do you think Moloch cares? What is the spirit that drives this? There are the super rare, exceedingly rare cases where there's a tubal pregnancy. I know because one of my loved ones had one. So I, I know it happens. I also know it is exceedingly rare. But the spirit of this, we can all sense it. If you've ever been someplace and you've seen someone abuse a child, we can feel it in our hearts. That's, that's not right. Or for the powerful to abuse the powerless. You can feel it in your gut. One of the reasons that we are small government people is because of that injustice, that imbalance. Now keep in mind, please, that brutal medical procedure. Please keep that in mind. Because we're going to talk about brutal medical procedures done at night by parents to their kids. And to me, it's the same spirit. And we'll get into this compromise of Burgess Owens. It's important to remember what it is to be completely spiritually captured. As we talk about, what does it mean that our enemy is not flesh and blood? Well, listen to Lizzie Warren and she talks about the same topic. And her concern is the safety of people. We've heard the medical description. She'll talk about the safety of people. Senator Warren also taking aim at pregnancy crisis centers. Here in Massachusetts, these so-called uh, crisis pregnancy centers outnumber 
genuine abortion clinics by three to one. She says women walk into the centers believing they'll get abortions. Instead, they try to talk women out of it. She calls it a bait and switch. They are giving it over to people who wish them harm. And that has to stop. We need to put a stop to that in Massachusetts right now. The people in pregnancy crisis centers who listen to young women and tell them, here's some options. You can take this baby to full term and a good pregnancy crisis center will say, and we will be with you every step of the way right now, beginning today with extra nutrition. You don't have a safe place to stay. We'll help you with that. You want job training? We'll help you with that. You think you want to keep the baby and be a mother? We'll help you with that. You think you want to give the baby up for adoption? We'll help you with that. You don't have to decide that now, but if that's the path you choose, we'll help. I know women who work at pregnancy crisis centers in the separate country of of, of Washington State. They will stay with those women four, five, six years. Parenting classes. Parental support groups where these new parents can have the fellowship of other young people and and watch each other's babies and develop lifetime relationships. And in my case, the case of my friends, all around the Lord Jesus, all around the body, helping the body members. But Lizzie Warren says that's seeking to harm. But what that doctor just described is not seeking to harm. It's choice. How is it that that's not a spirit? What else but a spirit could say? It is far better to rip a baby apart, pulling them apart as they scream in the womb, than to take the baby to full term and have... An adoption if you cannot be a parent or will not. In the olden days, they were just honest. Yeah, we burn babies. And for people who've had abortions and regret it, if you've taken it to the cross, you're washed. If you took it to the cross, and you truly repent with sorrow and you take this to the Lord Jesus and you ask for forgiveness, he's anxious to forgive. He loves you so much. He's forgiven worse. The Apostle Paul going around killing Jewish people, including probably children, he chose Paul on the road to Damascus. You've taken it to the cross it's washed. And uh, I have a ton of sin that needs to be washed as well. So I'm not sitting here judging you differently for my sin is great. See, there's such mythology built up around this that no wonder people like Burgess Owens and Elaine Stefanik do not understand that you can defeat abortion, but Satan's next trick is just as bad. Maybe worse. How could it be worse than killing unborn babies? First, some of the myth built up around abortion. 
Somehow, this keeps disappearing from YouTube. Jane Rowe's story was a terrible one. She said she had been gang-raped, gotten pregnant, was desperate to get an abortion. That's what everyone believed, as long as Jane Rowe remained anonymous. When she went public, she told a different story. You were raped while you were in Georgia? No, I wasn't. You were not? No, I wasn't. Oh, so all those stories that are in the books and so forth are not true? Yes, sir. Yes. They're not true. Right. And it turned out that lying wasn't the only embarrassment this darling of the pro-choice forces presented. In her personal treatise published last year, Norma McCorvey told the story of her somewhat sordid life. Then she still adamantly supported abortion. Now she adds that to the list of sins she took with her into the baptismal pool. I've cheated people out of money. I've sold drugs. I... You know, I, I, used, I, was a, I was an abusive alcoholic for, you know, many, many years. Um, I've done a lot against his teachings. Um, but I, I think the far greater sin that I did was to be the plaintiff in Roe versus Way. Somehow that keeps disappearing uh, from YouTube. And by the way, does anyone think that could ever be on 60 Minutes today? Does anyone think Barbara Walters would ever talk about such a thing today from that perspective? What does it mean that our enemies are not flesh and blood? Well, what changed Barbara Walters from that woman to the woman she is today? You can't, on our program, talk about abortion without, um, at least in my case, me picturing young Alan. Um, 12 years old. By the grace of God, he's 12, because if the party had gotten the party's wish, young Alan would never have been born. He would have been aborted like the doctor described. That doctor, by the way, was a former abortionist. That's why I call him a doctor, not an abortionist. Former abortionist. And we're told, of course, that that is compassion in and of itself to kill a baby. Particularly, a baby is going to be born with autism. They didn't know about the autism, but they knew about the structural health challenges and the consequence that you know, young Alan, even at the age of 12, has had 15 or so surgeries. And he's still largely nonverbal. But he is thriving. He's thriving because his mom and dad refused to have him simply sit around in a chair and play video games. And he does love his Minecraft. He's, he's 12. Loves it. Who doesn't at 12? I guess not everybody does, but he loves swimming too because he can move. He doesn't move so well, except in the water. He's a dolphin. So what could he do? Well, he could do quality control. He can do shipping. He can make sure packages are good and he can invent fragrances of soap because Alan's mind isn't broken. His speech centers are. Who knows what goes on in his mind in the depths of Alan? Because the soaps he's invented are some of the most unique fragrances in the world. And when you wash your body in it, you're washing it with all natural ingredients, very gentle soaps. Soaps are made in America and the scents come from the emotional connection Alan has made with moments in life. Life that the party didn't want him to live. Watermelon basil. A spring day, one of his grandmas cooking a brunch. 
uh, cedarwood jasmine, a memory chest, another grandma had with keepsakes from the family. So when you wash your body, you can wash it with that or something from corporate America that probably hates your values and probably gives money to abort people like Alan. Join us as we work to make Allen Soaps big enough to be able to employ more people like Allen because that is the purpose of the company, to restore people rather than to store them. Go to allensoaps.com slash Todd. You get 10% off everything there and you will join us in this pursuit. allensoaps.com slash Todd. We're bridging our way over into Margaret Sanger and the demonic. And let's start with, and please keep in mind the medical procedure. That's going to be an important part of our journey. This is part of a documentary called Mafia 21 Black Genocide. In 1934, Adolf Hitler sent a letter to American eugenicist Leon Whitney, complimenting him for a book he had written on sterilization. Whitney was the former executive secretary of the American Eugenics Society and a colleague of Margaret Sanger's. Sanger also published his writings in the Birth Control Review. In the book that Hitler was praising, Whitney had written that America could eliminate what he called the slum elements of society by sterilizing the lowest 25% of its population. He claimed this was necessary because such people are too stupid to understand or practice even simple methods of contraception. Besides, he said, the country would hardly miss them. One of the people he was talking about was named Elaine Riddick. At the age of 13, I became pregnant. I was raped by a guy that lived across the street from me. He snatched me off the street and molested me and threatened my life and said if I ever told anyone that he would kill me. When they was delivering my son, they sterilized me at the same time. They had approached my grandmother and said that if she wanted to continue to receive supplement, welfare and food stamps, or um, at this time it was giving out these uh, surplus foods, canned cheese, I think it was, or powdered eggs, and said that if she did not sign the X, that they were going to stop her supplements. Mind you, my grandmother was illiterate. She had never, ever gone to school. She didn't understand what it was. So she signed the X, and they did this to me. So she was raped. She did keep her baby. And medical technocrats of the age sterilized her. Medical technocrats after the heart of Margaret Sanger. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians verse, chapter 5, verse 16 through 21. In verse 19 and into 20. And Jesus has committed us to the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 
The righteousness of God is what we might become. Think about the spirits, the early gods, who are not gods in, the, in that sense, but the, the early Hebrew text would call the demons gods versus God Almighty, the one and only. Reconciliation. How can we be reconciled when people refuse to recognize the demonic? So let's get to that. Margaret Sanger was under the impression that you could fix the world by making sure people could have sex with whomever they wanted, whenever they wanted, because there is a deep, deep sickness to Margaret Sanger that might not even be her fault. In fact, probably isn't. Because guess what? Just like the Biden kids probably are, probably. Margaret Sanger was a child of sexual abuse by way of incest. She was deeply influenced by some books that you can read about. There's a book called um, 10 Books That Screwed Up the World. It's written by Benjamin Wicker. And he did some deep dives, and this is from the stream.org, some deep dives into some of the writings that influenced Margaret Sanger. Here's some of it. Hidden in the common stuff of humanity lies buried the, this power of self-expression. Modern science is teaching us that genius is not some mysterious gift of the gods, some treasure conferred upon individuals chosen by chance. Rather, it is due to the removal of physiological and psychological inhibitions and constraints, which makes possible the release and the channeling of primordial inner energies of man into full and divine expression. The removal of these inhibitions, so scientists assure us, makes possible more rapid and profound perceptions, so rapid indeed that they seem to the ordinary human being practically instantaneous or intuitive. The qualities of genius are not therefore qualities lacking in the common reservoir of humanity, but rather the unimpeded release and direction of power latent in all of us. And he goes on, and this now weaves further into Sanger's vision. Birth control not only keeps the dead weight of human waste from propagating, but for the lucky rest of us, it allows an astounding increase in IQ. No wonder the future looks so rosy. Let us look forward to this great release of creative and constructive energy, wherein the great adventures in the enhanced realm of the arts and scientists may no longer be the privilege of a gifted few, but the rightful heritage of a race of geniuses. How to bring about these great adventures. The abolition of the shame and fear of sex. Through sex, mankind may attain the great spiritual illumination, which will transform the world, which will light up the only path to an earthly paradise. So we must necessarily and inevitably conceive of sex expression. We realize by the time we get to Sanger's finale that sex has become her god, her idol, her religion. Interest in the vague, sentimental fantasies of extra-mundane existence and pathological or hysterical flights from the realities of earthliness will have through atrophy disappeared. For in that dawn, men and women will come to the realization already suggested that here close at hand is our paradise, our everlasting abode, our heaven and our eternity, not by leaving it in, in, in our essential humanity behind us, nor by sighing to be anything but what we are. Shall we ever become ennobled or immortal? For not for women, um, not, not for women only, but for all humanity is the field where we must seek the secrets of eternal life. The secrets of eternal life through sex, unbounded sex with whomever you like, that is not God's vision. That is not the path to eternity. 
but it was for Margaret Sanger, apparently. And so hence abortion was freedom. Had the advantage of getting rid of what she might have called the mud people. It goes darker. John Zimrak writing at the stream. That was part one or part of part one. He says, believe it or not, it gets worse. Margaret Sanger was into sorcery and sexual perversion. Uh, There's an essay called Margaret Sanger, Daughter of Sorcery, that gets into this in detail. It's on Substack. requires a subscription, but it's worth it. It's packed with a lot of intimate details about her sexual indulgences and her occult views. It also contains a horrible factoid. Margaret Sanger wrote of her sexual awakening happening when she was molested by her father and later more men. What is the spirit that does that? When God separated the Hebrew people and the exiled elect to which we are grafted on, now one body, he said, don't burn kids, don't sacrifice kids, don't have sex with kids, don't have temple prostitutes, don't rape children, be set apart. When Margaret Sanger found the occult, she found her people. She found a connection. She found a guru. One of her father figures was a sexologist and radical social reformer named Havelock Ellis. An essay at the Margaret Sanger Papers Project at New York University reports... Clearly inspired by Ellis, Sanger sought him out in 1914 while in exile in England. They quickly became intimate friends and probably lovers and began a rich correspondence that spanned 25 years without a prolonged interruption. In 1914, Ellis guided Sanger throughout historical and scientific publications and contraception. More significantly, he served as a constant source of intellectual support as Sanger expanded her crusade both ideologically and geographically. She, in turn, celebrated Ellis's life and achievements with the same zeal and devotion Boswell had to Johnson. She turned to the Birth Control Review over to tributes to Ellis every February to mark his birthday, instigated biographies and essays about him, dedicated much of her work to him. Ellis was a highly influential Victorian socialist, a sexual libertine who presented himself as a scientist, merely studying human sexual behavior. Hey, you know who else did that? Alfred Kinsey, who successfully got kids turned over to pedophiles to parent them. And as the pedophiles raped the children, they took notes detailed specific notes and sent it back to Kinsley who turned this into research that to this day is counted as decent and in fact groundbreaking research and from hence the great compromise of Burgess Owens sprung the compromise of vandalizing the bodies of children with the same spirit behind it in my judgment back to this discussion By certain credible accounts, Henry Havelock Ellis was the main founder of the Fabian Society. Ellis is attributed to coining the term homosexual and was one of the first people in history to reveal supposedly academic interest in 
pedophilia. Sanger's guru. The essay next quotes an authoritative history of Planned Parenthood, Grand Illusions by George Grant. This offers further insight into the perversions of this man who Sanger idealized and popularized. Ellis was the iconoclastic grandfather of the Bohemian sexual revolution. The author of nearly 50 books on every aspect of sex, from sexual inversion to autoeroticism, from the revolution of obscenity to the mechanism of detumescence, from sexual periodicry to periodicity to pornographic eonism. He provided the free love movement with much of its intellectual apology, apologia. Much to his chagrin, however, he himself was sexually impotent. So he spent life in pursuit of new and ever more erotic sensual pleasures. He staged elaborate orgies for his Malthusian and eugenicist friends. He enticed his wife into innumerable, innumerable lesbian affairs while he quietly observed. He experimented with mescaline and various other psychotropic and psychedelic drugs, and he established a network for both homosexual and heterosexual encounters. And this from the same essay Transgenderism and Spiritualism. Havelock molded Sanger closer to his heart's desire and influenced her ideas about sexuality. Sanger became a vessel for Havelock's strategy. Margaret would have to tone down her wolfish hunger for fetal sacrifice. She would also, instructed Ellis, have to distance herself from revolutionary rhetoric. Much of the current incarnation of transgenderism finds its origin in the spiritualistic circles sourced from the ideation of pedophilic prophets onanistic oracles and salacious seers who spoke in a trance state with a supernatural authority. Also from the essay. 19th century American spiritualists coined the word sexism long before its modern incarnation in order to refer to a complex ideas about human sexuality and reproduction that were consonant with the general advancement of women's rights. Among these ideas was the belief that spirit and mind were ascendant over matter and could act directly on it. In their view, a woman's sensitive spiritual nature gave her the power to join spirit and matter. She could provide a way for exalted spirits to enter the world through her, in the mental character, even in the physical form of her offspring, by focusing her own and other spirits into the embryo growing within her as if she were making a photograph. The goal of enhancing this ability would justify changing law and custom to ensure women's autonomy and freedom, especially to protect the decisions about sexual relations in order to regulate favorable and unfavorable impressions of the embryo. And it continues about channeling the spirits of darkness into babies, changing bodies. This, this, this pedophilic root of transgenderism it goes across the spectrums of the founders of this stuff. So Burgess Owens and his 21 Republican friends, or I should say 20, I guess 19 friends, because he being one of the 20, decided to seek a compromise in support of so-called transgender legislation. They decided to compromise on Pretending boys are girls and girls are boys. 21 Republicans sought 
to make a backdoor deal with so-called transgender campaigners supporting a bill that would prohibit discrimination on the basis of gender identity while providing certain benefits and certain exemptions to certain religious providers. They wanted to be able to force doctors to pretend boys are girls and girls are boys. It's the same spirit. Why? Think. To Satan, does he really care that a child is born and then destroyed? If he can just go upstream and make sure the child is never born? Remember that medical procedure that the doctor prescribed, described? Let's think about that as we think about Burgess Owens so upset about abortion, and rightly so, but not upset about the mutilation of children because when you pretend boys are girls and girls are boys, you say mutilate them. Otherwise, they're trapped in the wrong body. After all, spirit controls matter. After all, they're transcendent beings. After all, sexual habits are the pathway to eternity. The more perverse, the better. Burgess Owens thought he was fighting abortion. He's fighting a spiritual battle. He just doesn't know it. Nor does Elaine Stefanik or Mike Simpson from Idaho. So keep in mind that so-called medical procedure that the former abortionist just discussed. As we wrap this up, full circle with simple little piece of audio you might even have heard before. It's about a minute long, maybe a little longer. Just describe something that a loving mother, a loving mother does for her son in the middle of the night to make sure her son, her son's body does the right thing. Just that. Nothing demonic about it. Hey, I hope you listened yesterday um, when we had our friend Tim Cruikshake on, the founder and CEO of the startup coffee company, Bonefrog Coffee. Uh, Tim and I talked about his time as a Navy SEAL, his deployments. We talked about Benghazi and, and where Tim was. Tim was in Germany uh, when, when Benghazi was happening. And, you know, he and all the team guys wanted to get flown in. And if you didn't hear that interview, it was yesterday. He also talked about his dear wife and how you helped get her some care. That's the first real step forward in about four years in her battle against cancer. Of course, it couldn't be done here in the United States because of big pharma and big insurance and big hospital. So you helped him get it done in Mexico. He's deeply thankful. Tim is doing all of this as he continues to run the coffee company. So another great way to support him and get something great in return, but not that you don't love the fact that Liz is doing better and that you want her to live. Praise God. Her husband did such a huge amount for us in his three deployments. But in the case of the coffee, you get some instant gratification. So for people who heard that interview, that's the first time you've heard Tim. Let me offer you this, the sample packs. So these are six four-ounce samples of all the Bonefrog coffee roasts you choose to include, including their decaf. Usually decaf tastes like garbage, tastes like chemicals, and tastes like you know, nail polish remover. Want to know why? Because it's made with a chemical process. 
Bone frog's decaf is called Zen frog. You know what decaffeinates it? Water. Swiss water, to be precise. It's called the Swiss water process. So I suggest you try that. I suggest you try door kicker. I suggest you try the, 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 um, the bone frog classics, the medium roasts, the bone frog roast itself. You get six four-ounce samples. That way you can figure out which ones you love. The first time you buy, you get 5% off. When you go to bonefrogcoffee.com slash Todd, use code Todd at checkout. When you subscribe, you get 10% off. Incidentally, if you have subscribed and you love the coffee, please check out the merchandise. I am wearing a Bonefrog Coffee hat. It's my favorite hat. I don't know who designs Tim's stuff, but they are spot on. It's bonefrogcoffee.com slash Todd. Use code Todd at checkout to save 5% on your first purchase, 10% when you purchase a subscription. And Tim, by the way, was a trauma surgeon with the teams and the physician's assistants in the, in the real world. Uh, so you can imagine how frustrating it is for him to have to go to Mexico to get medical treatment. He also understands uh, that, the, that the medical system has a lot of good people working in it, but a lot of them simply have their head down, the tunnel vision, never more so in what they're doing to children. And now we come full circle. Burgess Owens was upset because abortion kills black kids. Reasonably so. Moloch doesn't care in this child sacrifice. I don't think. Abortion's one way to do it. You know what's another way? Sterilizing an entire generation of kids. And I think Satan likes this process because he gets to vandalize God's masterpiece, the human body. Satan hates our bodies because he doesn't have one. You know what else he gets to do? He gets to rope people into a horrible trick. They think they're being compassionate when instead they risk putting a permanent stumbling block between their children and Jesus Christ. Now, if you've had wrong sex hormones or you're one of our listeners who's had the surgeries and we do have some, again, if you take this to the cross, God loves you. He's there to forgive. And what are you being forgiven for? That's between you and God. But I would say this for denying that you were male and are. We're female and are. For disregarding his truth. But then again, ask him to search your heart. <laughs> and if I ask God to search my heart, I better pack a weekend away because I'm packed with sin from my past and I try to sin less these days. Oh yeah, the, the sounds, the sounds. This is the mother of Jazz Jennings. She's simply talking about what she does for her son just to help him, you know. But with her, I'm worried about like her mental well-being and her dilation. The minute she leaves my house, we have a dilation problem. That is a concern. When you don't have that watchful eye... They tend to go back to old patterns. I have woken Jazz out of a dead sleep and taken the dilator and put the lubrication on it and said, here, you take this and you put it in your vagina. If not, I will. But Jazz is bad, even when I'm home once a day. I will be so mad if she goes away to college and that thing seals up. I will wring her neck. That thing is a wound between a young man's legs. That dilator that she shoves into that wound, make sure that that wound never heals. 
where that young man's penis used to be. She began the process of pretending her son was a girl when her son was five. Want to know her initial indication of that, according to the media reports I've read? As a young boy, he used to unzip his onesie and pull it off his shoulders. Full stop. Meant he was a girl. Jazz will, in all likelihood, never have kids. Will never have sexual satisfaction. He's ballooned up to a very, very dangerous body composition and weight. He speaks about never knowing who he is. And this was done to him as a born child. He's not dead. Thank God he has time to come to the Lord. May that be the case. But he cannot, in all likelihood, be fruitful and multiply. He's been vandalized. Almost ritually. And who sits back and offers often free wrong sex hormones to kids? Margaret Sanger's organization that also sterilizes them. And the roots of it, it's the same as Kinsley. Same roots. In my judgment, the same demon. What does it mean that our enemies are not flesh and blood, but spirits and principalities? That's what it means. Margaret Sanger was an earthen pot. Skin and brain. And soul, and I believe that soul is in hell. But spirits behind the scenes seem to be very consistent about the ends they seek. And we didn't even get into the perverse pornographic sex ed, which is undoing 2,000 years of teaching God's design for human sexual interaction or teaching racism which is just what Margaret Sanger wanted racism this is the Todd Herman show please go be well be strong be kind and please make every effort every effort to think of the spiritual realm and to wear the light of Christ Cartels are exploiting Indian reservations to get into America, and our federal government can't be bothered to stop it. Hey, y'all, it's Sarah Carter from The Sarah Carter Show. I just got back from two trips to our southern border, and I want to take you inside a huge hotspot where thousands of migrants are coming into America every day. I was with a member of the National Border Patrol Council when the Border Patrol nabbed multiple illegal migrants who are breaking U.S. law, and I have the exclusive audio. For all this and more, subscribe to The Sarah Carter Show on your favorite podcast app.